Blog Talk Radio. Uh, make sure you guys give us a like on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. TJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, 110 Nation Sports. Make sure you guys jump over to the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. If you guys missed it last night, race chat live right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network was uh, live, and uh, they were doing their thing last night. They had trail racing on. Uh, they recapped Coke 600, the Indy 500, the Xfinity Series race, Truck Series race, talked some Kyle Larson as he turned around and won the race on Sunday, went and ran with the World of Outlaws on Monday, and won there as well. Um, so uh, a lot went on last night's show. Um, so if you guys missed it, you guys can catch it right here on Blog Talk Radio. They are live every Monday night, 8 o'clock. Um, you guys can also catch uh, that show and all the shows on iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio. Um, seems like I'm missing one. Um, Deezer. Um, 
podcast something. I can't remember. I shared it on our Facebook page. All you just go to our Facebook page. Um, we 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 broadcast and, and and are syndicated on probably about 15 different platforms. So really, there's not a reason not to be able to catch the show. Um, so make sure you guys check them out. Eight o'clock. I will uh, be back in the studio eight o'clock Thursday night. So make sure you guys uh, tune in, check that out. Um, as uh, this crazy sports world continues to, uh, I don't know, kind of fall apart. It's 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 a sad place that the sporting world has gotten to, um, especially really the two real big topics I'm going to get into tonight. Um, but on the flip side, it, it it's good, good for talk radio. It gives us plenty to talk about. I'm going to be uh, working on my uh, working on talking about the top 25 uh, NCAA preview. Um, I'm working on the number 25 team, the 25th ranked team um, that they project um, to start the uh, 2021 season. Um, so uh, getting that under uh, underway, so uh, that I will have plenty of time to have it done before the uh, season kicks off. I was on path last year until COVID-19 happened, and there was really no point because half the teams didn't play. Half the teams played five, ten games. Um, if you were a team like Clemson who played nobody all year long, you didn't mind playing 13 games. Um, so uh, kinda, it kind of played out who who um, who you were and who you played and how, what state you were in as well. Um, so it was really, and last year I did more of a prediction of where I thought everybody was going to be a rank, which then really threw that all out of whack because who you didn't know who was what teams were going to play. The teams that were going to that did play, you didn't know COVID nineteen was going to get that game postponed, canceled, or whatever the case was. I mean, hell, Ohio State would played six games, so um you you didn't know um how that was going to play out so i ended up stopping this year i'm going off based off the top 25 what they projected to be the top 25 i'm just going to talk about them and then once i get that broke down um i'm going to be talking about some other things when it comes to ncaa as we uh then would be rolling into uh, the nfl and getting ready for that season as um got two really big topics to talk about tonight and uh it's crazy to me because the the first story is got to do with tennis. And for anybody that's listening to the show for the last, I don't know, 10 years, um, tennis is not something I really talk about. Not really. I know much about. <laughs> um, I, I, I know that there's a uh, Roger Federer. I know that there's this, the, the Williams sister. Um Honestly, uh, Andre Agassi, that's a long time ago. Um, outside of that, I really don't know much about tennis. I don't keep up with tennis. As you all know, there's a handful of sports that I really just don't keep up with, uh, either just lack of interest or more so lack of time. Even in, in a perfect world, and this was all I did, right now you got the – you got the uh, NCAA going, or I'm sorry, you got the uh, NFL going on. You got uh, well, the, someone was talking about betting on um, softball um, super regionals, so that's going on. You got NASCAR going on. You got Indy going on. Um, you got tennis going on. 
um, Major League Baseball going on, I I would be willing to bet there's some kind of college going on if it be baseball. Um, so th- even in, even in the perfect world, and one ten was all I had to do. I, I, I would have to pick and choose, and I, and I know I've been catching soccer games here and there. I know they just talked about the men's soccer team on the radio the other day, and we all know that I'll if I get an opportunity, I'll catch the women's soccer team. Um, so even in a perfect world where this is all I did 24-7, say we fast forward a few years and we we get to the, the end game. We we hit our goal, and we we have a building. We have a staff of writers. We, we're on the air nonstop. I still wouldn't have time to cover, cover every sport. Then you sprinkle in the fact that tennis just does not entertain me at all. <laughs> well, let's just be honest. Um, there are just some sports that I just have no interest. Um, golf would be another one. I'd love the opportunity to go play golf, but I, I have no interest in sitting there. Um, even with Tiger, when Tiger Woods was in his prime, even when Tiger Woods returned once, twice, three, I don't know how many times he returned, he's made a return at this point. Um, I don't care if he some some way miraculously makes another return after his last uh, car wreck and everything. I don't have the interest. Hell, I have interest in watching two dudes or even two females beat the crap out of each other in, in the fashion of UFC. I don't have time to watch that. Um, so tennis is one of those that it, you got your top 100 sports-related things that I, I'm – I'm going to watch, and I would say probably down there in the bottom 95 to 100, I think tennis would probably fall on. Uh, but this this story piqued an interest, and it's crazy to me because I'm listening to this story develop on and come out on Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I, I was listening to it. I was listening to FS1 on Sirius Satellite Radio, listening to different talk shows while I was door dashing. And I'm listening to these shows, and, and I'm really – I'm kind of listening to the different um, different shows and those um, talk show hosts on there kind of go into the defense of – tennis the tennis um the tournament organizer organizers um and really just not throwing any kind of consideration or thoughts or sympathy towards the player all, all, all i'm hearing is well she has these obligations that you know you, you can't have these these athletes determining which which you know if, they, if they're going to fulfill their media obligations and their press obligations and you know, it's not a good look for the sports, and um, now we're talking about fines, and now you know, now you now you got all the tournament organize, uh, organizers coming together, and basically saying either she needs to ob- fall into these press obligations, or she is not going to be allowed to play in these tournaments. And then, you know, it, it kind of sat in my head for a while, and. And I'm listening to all these people without even knowing all the details. Um, I am listening to these people just kind of throwing out the, this, what I, I very commonly call word vomit. Like it's just spewing out their mouth, just just garbage, just coming out their mouth. And 
you know, I, I went I went home and uh last yeah, last Saturday or last night. No, last night. I finally had an opportunity. I forget what went on Sunday. Um, after I got done door I did yard work and um cooked out and a whole bunch of stuff. So yesterday I got an opportunity um to sit down and with having the day off for Memorial Day and write a couple of articles over at uh, on the website www.the110nationsports.com and I started doing my research I, I started doing my homework and started putting the pieces together to why um, young Naomi um, Ahsoka I'm assuming how you pronounce her last name number two tennis player in the entire world um, Japanese tennis player, not that it really makes a difference at this point what her nationality is. Um, it just kind of explains why I'm possibly jacking up her last name. Um, uh, decides to drop out of the French Open. Um, she, she didn't want all this media to, this to become such a distraction. What's crazy to me is why I'm one of the first that have come to her defense. Why... Now, now listen to some talk shows. Now we're starting to hear a little bit of, okay, now we're sympathetic to the mental health. As we all know, um, and by now at this point, ever since 2018, she has been suffering with long bouts of, dep- long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018. So she, she already informed y'all going into this tournament that no i am i'm not i'm not doing this like i i i i think it's best uh i i never she never wanted to be a distraction but she told you all up front she is not going to go through this whole this whole song and dance this whole three ring circus show after her games she is still dealing with what she's got going on mentally Fighting with her whole depression. That look straight up. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I, I'm I'm not doing this. I will come and do my job. I will perform to the best of my abilities. I will play in the tournament. But when I'm done, if I decide that mentally and emotionally I'm not in a place to be doing these interviews and basically worried about big media asking questions that are really most of the time not even relevant and spinning it into different things and going in different directions and instead of having an opportunity to sit down in front of media that is going to be sympathetic to the situation, to her mental health, um, even if she's at a place, but having different media outlets that'll sit down and be sympathetic, that will gear their questions in a way that makes her feel comfortable, that that doesn't trigger any kind of depression, anything going on mentally, and, and not trying to cause controversy, not trying to cause any kind of friction with other players. And and it's a, it's a sad, sad thing because we now have the number two player in the entire world, not in one of the biggest tournaments for tennis this year, who who just came off what she's got, what, four, four 
wins already this year for um what word am I looking for here? Um I want to say four um, Grand Slam, yeah, uh, four Grand Slam wins already this year. Um, and, and so it would be like, and it's crazy because I could, I could guarantee you if Tiger Woods tomorrow comes back, be like, look, you know, this 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 last car wreck plus the, the whole car wreck that he had when the whole being a sex addict came out and, and that whole him running his ve- uh, his his vehicle into a tree or whatever he ran it into and everything else he's gone through. You know, this this last car wreck, you know, just had me in a in a, a mental place, you know, kind of kind of down, kind of depressed, you know. I just want to be able to get back on the on on the green I want to get back to doing something I passionately love something I'm good at something something that just takes my mind away from everything but here's the kicker no matter how this plays out if I am not mentally in a place that I, I want to play the the 50 questions and you guys trying to spin you know me against this player and how do you feel about that player and, and what was said with this player and everything else um, if I'm not in, in the whole mood, and if I want to answer what's next, which tournament am I going to participate in, if I just decide, you know, if I win, top ten, drop out of the tournament, no matter what the case is, if I decide that I do not want to talk to the media, I guarantee you the PGA would have not batted an eye and said, you know what, out, out of respect, Tiger Woods, one of the top golf players, golf players in the entire world, we understand that you know you got a lot going on, and, and there's there's a lot mentally going through your mind, and, and a lot to you know you you had a rough last handful of years. We we respect that, and you know if you don't feel like you're, you know, up to dealing with the media, we we will we'll waiver that for you. I, there, there's no doubt in my mind. So you you're gonna tell me somebody that is suffering from depression since 2018 that told you straight up before this even went on anywhere that, look, I am not dealing with the media, regardless what happens, how many rounds I get through. If I win the whole thing, I basically, I, we're going to do it on my terms. And then you decide that's not good enough. When she wins the first round, you're going to find her $15,000 and then talk about possibly yanking her out of the tournament and other tournaments because big media doesn't get their opportunity because you're not getting the money from big media who's paying you to have this opportunity. It's not about the whole media perspective because you could have other media sources in there that are not paying you the big bucks to, to host this and, and be a part of it that she probably could have felt more comfortable with that didn't have an alternative motive that would have just wanted the opportunity to get a genuine conversation, article, um, uh, TV interview, radio interview, whatever whatever happens to have been, whatever that particular media outlet happens to be, just about the game, just about preparing for the tournament, um, just, just preparing, talking about the tournament itself and, and her. 
Nothing else, no hidden agendas, nothing else. But everybody's going to be up and roar on Sunday. The, the, oh, my God, I can't believe. You know, she, she doesn't, you know, they, they, they want to play that, that ridiculous Marshawn Lynch clip over and over. I just, I'm just here. I don't want to be fine. I'm just, I don't want to be fine. There's a difference between somebody not wanting to give an interview and being an ass. There's, there's a difference between someone just not wanting to give an interview. It's crazy because NASCAR, first thing they do after somebody gets in a wreck or somebody gets in a heated, heated moment scuffle with another driver is they want to shove that microphone right in their face. Now, one of two things is going to happen, one of three things. Either A, they're going to decline <coughs> to give the interview, which I applaud in NASCAR. They they don't find them. Um, I think it was uh, Matt Crafton um, that declined his interview um, after his wreck on Saturday, Friday night um, in the truck series. Or you're going to have a driver that is a veteran in the series long enough or a driver that's had an opportunity to cool down just enough by the time they get back to the media center and the microphone gets in their face and doesn't say anything too damaging that they are fine, suspended, or anything else, or then you're going to have those drivers that people view as being an ass or an idiot or something else because the the blood is boiling. They were just in a wreck. They were just in a fight, and someone throws a mic in the face and says, well, what do you think about so-and-so, or what caused so-and-so, or why you there, – there, there's a difference between all of that or a Marshawn Lynch incident or even when, when Kyle Busch was – and they, they play that over. He's now part of a commercial talking about, I just don't – I'm here because I just don't want to get fined. There's a difference between all that – and an athlete that is dealing with depression, that that has stuff going on mentally, that that is trying to stay positive, that is trying to do something that they genuinely love and have a passion for, something that, that puts them into a happy place, that, that helps them take all the negative things and the depressing things off their mind even if it's just long enough to play a game or play a match, whatever you want to call it in tennis. And because as soon as it's over with, she does not want to sit there and play the silly media games, you're going to start slapping fines. You're going to start pulling her out of the tournaments. You're going to start threatening. She can't be part of the rest of the Grand Slam tournaments. As I'm I'm sitting there Saturday listening to this, or Sunday listening to this, and listening to show after show, one, I was kind of shocked. Like, I always viewed this one to be kind of a little more reasonable. Like, I I understand ESPN going off the deep end. They, 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 They are pro any agenda they can get onto. 
for the most part, FS1 is kind of more relaxed, kind of, I'm not going to say relaxed, but more conservative, more, they put more thought into how they go about different stories, how they, they, they usually a little more, do a little more research before they, they start letting that word vomit come out their mouth. And honestly, as I'm sitting there, I think I dashed for about three hours, and I kept listening to update after update. And every time after they come an update, then those that were doing the it was across two different shows, um, they they would throw their two cents in. And you know, for the uneducated that doesn't do their research, that doesn't look into things, it was easy to say, you know what. This, this is another one of those athletes that is just better than everybody else, that just doesn't want to play by the, the rules and doesn't care about their fans and, and doesn't care about the sport and everything else. Because if you listen to these shows, that's kind of what you're getting from because some of the people on, that, on those shows were former players. But for those that do have a passion for the sport – that do want to be educated, start doing the research. Start understanding why she told them straight up from the get-go, this is how it's going to be. I'm confused that organizers not believe what she said. Did, did they think she was just talking out the side of her face? Like, I, I'm... I mean, she was straight up honest about it, and you, you let her play in the tournament. And then as soon as she wins, then it's like, well, hold on. Like, you're, you're not fulfilling the media obligations. Like, you, know, you, you have obligations to, you know, talk in front of these big media people because they're paying us a big money. We're, we're not, we don't care about your mental health. We don't care what's going on with you. We, we, we need to make sure that check comes our way. Never mind that the fact there's like 10,000 10, other sponsors helping kick the bill for all this stuff going on. But big media's got, you know, the, their check's just as important to us, more important than you and your health and what's going on. It's crazy to me, like I said, because I'm not even a tennis guy. And up until today, which I did an article yesterday and talked about it yesterday, and that was – my two main topics that I was going to talk about tonight, so this has already been in, you know, the plan to talk for over 24 hours at this point. Nobody had really came to her defense. Nobody – I shouldn't be one of the first to to write an article coming to her defense in a sport that I know nothing about, about a player that even though she's number two in the world, I know nothing about. I am glad, though, they start here and tune starting to change today. I, I am glad to hear that some of the media coverage and some of the former players that are part of the media are starting to feel a little bit different uh, about the scenario. That's crazy to me. <laughs> where, where, when, did, when, when did it become that money was more important than someone's mental health? You know, I, I see these posts on Facebook all the time that, you know, copy and paste. I don't know how many of my friends will read and share this and, and talk about depression or talk about suicide. 
do do people just copy and paste this shit just for just to be cool? Because I guarantee you, all these networks that went to to bashing and, and and talking about her not fulfilling her media obligations, I, I bet you if you go through these these people's Facebook and Twitter at some point in their lifetime, they have probably reposted, reshared one of those posts. But because you're on big big media radio, can't go against big media. They they need those checks. Never mind her mental health. For out there out there listening, this even goes when it comes to listening to my show, any of the shows on the podcast, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, um, Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any any which where you listen to them. I try to bring you the, the most factual information that I can get my hands on. I have my opinions about it. I have my I have strong opinions about a lot of things. I base it off of facts and what's going on, then spend my own my own opinion, regardless if it's right or wrong. I highly suggest anybody out there is listening to this show. This network, FS1, ESPN Radio, um, NBC Sports, read anything off of Yahoo Sports, um, CBS Sports, any any outlet. Do your favor. Do do your research. You can go to my site www.the110nationsports.com. I got her Twitter post on there. I got her quotes on there. I got the facts of her finds, what she said. I have my opinion with it. <laughs> That's what blog site and, and podcast is about. But if you want to fact check, it's on there. You can fact check my information to anybody else's information. But do 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 yourself a favor, and before you believe everything you hear, Regardless where it's at. And, yeah, I'm telling you to fact check my stuff. Like I said, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you the facts, but I'm going to throw my opinion hard on it. It's like the next topic. Do you do yourself. So, like I said, if I, I, I would have went by what I heard on Sunday, I would have believed that she was a self-centered, selfish athlete that didn't have time to talk to the media didn't care about her fans and was more worried about doing her own thing versus fulfilling the tournament organizers and big media's um, obligations. And doing research and knowing what I know now and had the opportunity when I, I started doing my research Sunday night, I just didn't get around to getting anything together and writing anything until sometime Monday. I forget when I wrote it yesterday. Um, but I'd already been doing my research. And, and once I start doing my research and, and just knowing that she told him straight up, this is the way it's going to be, and knowing what she's going through and dealing with, I mean, not personally, but reading what she's been dealing with and the fact that she's been dealing with depression going on three years at this point, that that puts a whole different spin on this whole story. It sheds a whole different light on, on what kind of person she is 
what kind of athlete she is, and really what kind of ass these tournament organizers are and the big media are. It really does. Um, speaking of big media, we, we kind of got a chuckle out of this, and I wasn't really really ready to get into a whole debate at work today, so I kind of just left left this whole conversation to just to have on the radio tonight. Um, but it, it's been it's been a hot topic. <laughs> um, had another fan. It got Braddock was another fan ran onto the court last night in the NBA in the tournament or in the uh, playoffs and. One, yes, this this is really out of hand. Um, the 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 running on the court that's common. I mean, we have hell we had someone streak. What was it, the Super Bowl? Um, which I kind of applaud the dude for what he did, but he's not going to get the money, and he screwed himself by sharing it and posting what he did. But he 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 made a sizable bet that he played the odds of if there was going to be a shrieker. He threw up the money to go against those odds, and he streaked. And his fine versus what he would have got paid out was, was like a 10000 or 5000 I don't know, something. Barely, it was double digits, barely double digits, but the payout was like $300,000 or something ridiculous. So he, it was well worth the streak. It was well worth whatever ticket he got and minor charge he got. Um, but he, he decided to post that on social media and those that he conned into that bet, wherever he took that bet and took those odds, uh, said, yeah, no, that's not how this is going to play out. And so he ain't getting that money. Um, so streaking and, and we, we've seen players run onto a baseball field We've seen players run into a football field. Media, they try their hardest not to show it. Don't they try not to give that fan the the spotlight and you know give them the recognition of what they did. And I understand. I mean, as a fan, yes, we we want to see who tackles, what security guard, or which referee, or which whatever tackles, and how hard does that fan get tackled and. Um, how, how does he get tackled and everything else? But I, I also understand the logistics behind it. We're, we're not going to give him his five minutes of fame and, you know, look, Mom, I was on TV kind of moment and everything else. I, I, I get all that. I get the heckling. I, I get as, as long as it don't get to be in racist names or just straight up, you know, um, disrespectful name calling like um racist or when you start talking about sexual gender um what was sexuality you know hetero homosexual content and everything else as long as you leave as long as you leave people's families out of it and i say that but kevin kg was notorious for uh you know letting a player know how their wife felt and everything else it really got a but i wasn't a fan i was a player doing it to another player um, but the fans getting to the point with that we're seeing them throw water bottles and we're seeing them throw popcorn and we're seeing them spit. Um, it, it's gotten out of hand, and and I'll be the first to admit that that, that that's it's crazy. It's on call for. It's insane. 
but my sympathy when it comes to the NBA only goes so far on this one. Because you created this whole atmosphere. You you created this entitlement atmosphere atmosphere. You wanted to be part of this, push the agenda, everybody's entitled. This this cops are bad, uh, LeBron putting hits on cops. You're you're you're, you're contradictive on your policies, so you you preach justice, but then you find one player for doing something, but LeBron does the exact same thing, does not does not follow COVID nineteen protocol policies, and you look the other way. So you kind of bring all this onto yourself. You know the the NFL and Major League Baseball kind of slightly started going to that direction and they seen how ugly this can get and where it was going and they quickly pulled that back in. They have they have not gone to the extreme of allowing their players to put hit on cops and and go to the extreme that we have watched the NBA, especially with LeBron James go, and that everybody's entitled. I, I the whole entitled thing is, I, I don't understand it. It's beyond me. But that's where the NBA has gone. That's what they've pushed for. That's what they've wanted. And that's what they've gotten. Now, unfortunately, when you have a bunch of entitled people, they feel that they're allowed to do what they want. That the rules don't apply to them. They can say what they want. They can do what they want. They can throw objects that they want. And now here we are in the playoffs, and this is all blowing up in the NBA's face. Group after group after group that I've been part of have begged and pleaded with the NBA to leave the politics out of it, just play basketball. I know basketball players don't like the same, but just shut up and dribble. And a lot of people feel, oh, this, that's just, you just don't want LeBron James saying stuff. That, and, and when something's unjust, I understand. But LeBron's got to the point that no matter what the circumstances, no matter if the victim had went in, shot up an entire school, went outside, did not have a gun, and the cops end up trying to cuff him. He gets in an argument, a fight, pulls out a knife, and the cop shoots him. The cops are still wrong, bad, and should have a hit out on Like, there's a difference between supporting injustice and wanting to make it different and then just proclaiming every cop is bad, and every agenda that you support is the absolute positive truth that there's no other variation of that story. There's been two or three times that he has been – he's pushing an agenda, and even after all the facts that came out, whether or not that person had a restraining order, was reached for a gun, resisted arrest, everything else, and then end up getting shot as they pulled out a weapon – that it, 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 it's the cops' fault. 
it's the, the cops should be there should be hit we need to get rid of, I understand we do not live in a perfect world I understand you've got your good with your bad I am well aware that there's a 1% bad cops situation just like I understand there's a 1% bad white person situation a 1% black person bad black person situation 1% bad Hispanic like there, there's a small group of bad apples in every walk of life out there doesn't mean we label everybody in that particular walk of life race profession whatever it is as bad but not LeBron LeBron's got in his mind every Republican's bad every cop is bad it's ridiculous you push this agenda that your players were entitled, that they could do what they want, they can play games when they want, they can not play if they want, they can sit out and rest if they want, regardless of they're hurt or not, regardless of the fans paying money to come or not. They can say what they want, they can do what they want. Now you've got fans doing the same thing. They follow the rules that they want. They say what they want. They throw what they want. They act a fool if they want. Bit if they want. Like, we, we can go on all day long. I'm not saying what the fans are doing is right. Don't get that twisted. But the NBA, you created this entitlement environment. I've talked about it. I've talked about the NBA fans just being straight up trash. Because there, there's no other word to label those that are spitting on people. That they're just trashy people. Even more so, though. I'm listening to big media, four-letter name network. I'm listening to, which kind of caught me off guard, first thing first, off FS1. I'm listening to a couple other different shows on a couple other different stations. And I'm listening to and reading a couple other articles. Not all of them, and not all of them agreed with it. But some of them on some of these shows. We've got to a point now, like Nick Wright on FS1, is trying to convince me that the fans doing this is all about racism. That is the agenda. That is the underlying issue that these fans are racist. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I bring the facts. I throw my opinion on it. We talked about this. Don't believe the numbers I'm about to throw out. All you got to do is simply Google. I Five minutes, I Googled all this information. NBA fans, um, uh, NBA player, ethnic yeah, their ethnicity. Um, the fans, ethnicity. Yeah, I can't even say that word. That's why I had to Google it. <laughs> um, the amount of tickets, all this information, I Google. So once again, I caution you. Those listening to this show, any show, any network, reading any article, 
please, before, before you form an opinion, as so many people went down the wrong rabbit hole with the tennis player, uh, Naomi, until I and other reporters and media, I don't know what you want to call us, um, shed the light on the truth and started spreading the truth. Um, I'm going I'm to spread I'm going to spread some truth on this. I'm going to spread some facts with my opinions. So these experts, PN, uh, some of these other outlets, they're going to try to convince me, convince me, you, us, that a fan base that is majority white, like most of the fans – that show up, and I forget the percentage, but it's a good 10, 15% more than any other nationality. Um, some some uh, teams like Minnesota, I think it's like 70, 80% white. But every team and the overall consens- uh, consensus of the entire league of fans that show up and buy tickets for NBA games are white. So we have a, a majority fan base at these arenas that are spending anywhere from a hundred to a thousand dollars. I think the Detroit Piston game, they said tickets were as cheap as $98 or whatever. Um, and tickets were up as high as a 900 someone dollars, basically a thousand dollars for Golden State. To go watch a league that is 74.6% black. Or even better yet, 83.4% non-white. So we have a majority fan base going to watch a basketball game that they already know that 83% of the players are not white, willing to spend anywhere from 100 to to $1,000 depending on the location, the team, what players are playing, to go stand in the stand to be racist. They're going to spend all this money knowing that they're only going to see any non-white players or any white players out on the court, and they're willing to dump all that cash. Most people don't go by themselves. Just hypothetically, they do go by themselves. Hypothetically, they go watch the Lakers play, which is going to be one of your higher-end tickets and your nosebleed seats, not even to mention down on the court. Where are you going to go there? So you're going to tell me that somebody that is racist, that, 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 that hates black people, Hispanic people, any other race but white, mainly black people, that's what we're focused on here. You're going to tell me that they're going to be willing to, to drop $1,000 that is going to pay this player, that is supporting this league, that is putting food and, and – money in these players' pockets and houses and tables and everything else, you're going to convince me that they're doing it because they're racist. What sense does this make? There is literally a million other ways these players, these, these fans could show them being racist do racist things, say racist things, have racist acts that would make 
more sense than saying, you know what, and this is even by going by themselves. Most people, like I said, most people go with somebody else. But this hypothetical situation, we're just going to say the player goes alone, is willing to dump $1,000 just to do a racist act, just to show their racism. That's what you're going to convince me of. Not that these fans are very passionate about their teams, that genuinely hate the opposite team, that genuinely hate those players. I mean, I'm an Ohio State Buckeye fan. I'm pretty sure Baker Mayfield is white. I'm not sure, but I'm assuming he's white. You don't think that I had some very unprofessional, unkind words to say when Baker Mayfield, then at the time playing for the Oklahoma Sooners, beat my Ohio State Buckeyes at the horseshoe and then took his flag, his Oklahoma Sooner flag, and stabbed dead center of the O on the Ohio State football field? Do you know how long it took me to get over that? You know, I still had my reservations when he played for my Cleveland Browns. I didn't care what color he was. Passionate about my teams. I dislike. I hate every Michigan player on their roster. I'm a Buckeye. I don't care if they're white, black, yellow, green, purple. I don't care what color they are. TTUN, that team up north. Could it just be possible that you have very passionate fans that are very passionate about their team, that hate the opposition, that hate players on the opposition team? Doesn't help when someone like Kyrie Irving goes and stomps on the Celtic logo. Of course, that's going to rouse some people up. That's going to piss some people off. That's going to make people want to stay and do things that they shouldn't. Doesn't mean they're racist. That just means he pushed that button. Regardless of he meant to push that button, which he meant to push that button, he did it unintentionally. He did it on national TV. If it wasn't meant to be that big of a deal, if he wasn't trying to push buttons, he wasn't trying to get a reaction, he would have just done it during warm-ups. Well, after the game was over, before the game, when he got to the court that day, Kyrie Irving did it on purpose. Now you have passionate players or passionate fans in, in, in the stands that are passionate about their team, passionate about the, the players on their team, that because of your league agenda field feels entitled to say what they want, do what they want, act how they want. We're in the playoffs against oppositions that if you don't win this round, your team doesn't go no further. So therefore, you already have a dislike for those players, that team. Then if you have a player such as Kyrie Irving that decides to disrespect the logo, that he once played for, 
that causes even that more of a reaction. Is unfortunately for the NBA created an entitled atmosphere, and these fans just don't know how to handle themselves. I'm not going to say out of the thousands on top of thousands of fans that go to these games, these playoff games, that there's not that one percent that are racist, regardless which way the racism falls. If it's a white guy not liking a black player or a black fan not liking a white player or either one of them not liking a, a, a Hispanic or whatever the case, uh, a Argentinian, whatever nationality player, I, I'd be willing to bet I'd, I'd put a whole a whole year's salary down. There's probably 1% out there that is racist, but it goes every which direction. People act like there's only racism one way. No, there's racism every which way. I promise you, not 100% of all racism is uh, white people hating other races. I promise you, 100% of racism is all types of people from nationalities hating all types of people from different nationalities. I promise you. Maybe the NBA in this offseason needs to kind of reevaluate their entitlement policy. Maybe y'all need to bring it in a little bit and take control of your players, your league, and your fans. There, there's a reason why your ratings are down. That's, that's why Tim Tebow is more popular than your entire league. And this man's 33 years old and ain't playing the league for like seven years and playing the position he never played. I don't know how true it is. This is something you will want to fact check. But I, I seen a post yesterday or the day before that Tim Tebow's Tim Tebow sold more jerseys than the NBA has sold playoff tickets. I believe it. But I'm, don't quote me on that. You, you, you'll need to fact check that one yourself. <laughs> big big media has been on it. Especially in the sports, especially this last week. You're, you're going to get butt hurt because somebody is going through depression, doesn't want to play your silly three-ring circus. Even told you, well, I, this is, it's not happening. I'm not doing it. And then you got an entitled, entitlement-filled league. Players are allowed to say, do, and act, and even play if they want to or not. Now you got fans doing the same thing, and now you got an issue. Like I said, I'm not condoning what they do. I, I, it's really just disturbing and disgusting and just one more reason why people keep turning off the NBA. Now now you got fans acting like the players and don't know how to act. Don't forget, Thursday night, I will be right back here in the studio. I will be uh, jumping on, uh, I'm talking about uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. Same scene. Same sorry schedule. Play hardly nobody. Might get one ranked opponent. Lord have mercy. Don't don't let them go fifteen and zero because the fans will be in an uproar that they're fifteen and zero or twelve and zero. Horn Horn Frogs are not going to uh, the the uh, play in for the 
national title, even though they play nobody and have like the weakest strength of schedule. I've never them in Boise. I, I've never understood the the such a fuss about two college programs that play hardly anybody all year long. Play a bunch of what's an equivalent to high school football teams, and then everybody expects them to have a shot to play in the national title. That's not how it works. Grow a pair of balls, start playing the Big Ten, SEC. Start putting some actual strength on your schedule. But I'll be jumping into that, uh, probably getting into uh, team number 40, 24 as well. Amongst, I'm sure, the media will not let us down, and they will put their own head up their own ass one more time, and I'll have something to uh, get, in, get in here and talk about again. But Thursday night, be back in the studio, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network for the 110 Nation Sports Show. Monday night, the guys will be back in the studio, race chat live. Chris, Craig, and Taz. Make sure that you go and follow us on Twitter, at 110 Nation. Like us on uh, Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. And check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.